HTML and CSS are the languages that we define web pages with. Today we'll break them down for you. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. Dave, what does HTML stand for? HTML is an acronym. It stands for Hypertext Markup Language. Let's talk about those two terms one at a time. So first we have hypertext. Hypertext really just means documents that are connected to other documents. And the way that HTML documents are connected to one another is through what we know as links, of course. You click on a part of a web page and it takes you to another web page. So the documents are all connected together and you can traverse from one document to another. That's all that hypertext means. Then the next portion, markup language, that is a language that has both text and also has meta text, text that describes pieces of the text. And we sometimes call those parts that describe other parts of the text annotations. So there's special parts of the text that describe the meaning of other parts of the text. So when you actually look at a raw HTML file, unlike what you see in your web browser, it's just a text file. And in that text file, there's special parts of the text that are marked, we call those annotations, and they describe what other parts of the text file are supposed to mean. And what is HTML used for? I've already given this away, of course. The web is the main thing that HTML is used for. It's used for describing the content and structure of web pages. So every time you use a web browser, you're loading HTML documents. Another way of thinking about a web browser is kind of like as an HTML document viewer. It knows how to take an HTML document and properly display it on the screen so you can read it and it will look as it's intended to look. Now we've talked a lot about web browsers and a little bit about HTML and some of the other things behind the web like the HTTP protocol in a previous episode called How Does the Web Work? I'm going to link to that in our show notes. Today we're just focusing on HTML itself and its sister language, CSS. Can you walk us through the history of HTML? Sure. Yeah, HTML, like the web itself, including the HTTP protocol, the first web browser, and the first web server, were all created by Tim Berners-Lee, known in England as Sir Tim Berners-Lee, in 1990. And he was actually working at a lab in Switzerland called CERN, where they do physics research. And he was trying to create a system that could allow researchers to share information with one another. And he quickly saw the potential to this to be used all over the world. So he had the grandiose name World Wide Web, a way of connecting together the world's documents. It took a few years for web browsers to really take off. It wasn't really until the mid-1990s, as the internet became commercialized, that the web really became on the tip of everyone's tongue, and HTML therefore became a very important document standard. Today, HTML is managed by the W3C, which Tim Berners-Lee is still involved in. It's also known as the World Wide Web Consortium, and they work on new standards of HTML. There's actually been five major revisions. We're currently on HTML5, and it is an evolving standard. Over time, HTML changes, the type of annotations that can be made, so the new bits of meaning that we can add to documents, continue to evolve over time. HTML is made up of tags, is that right? 
Yeah, so if you actually look at the raw text of an HTML file, and if you've never done this, I really recommend you try, you go in your web browser on your Mac or PC, right click one of the pages and go show source. You're going to be able to then see the actual HTML markup code that is behind the web page that you're currently viewing. And I think you're going to find that very insightful because it is mostly human readable. Now, when you look at that text, what you'll see is you'll see the actual content of the web page. So things like if it's, let's say it's a web page about mustard, you might see something at the top that says yellow mustard, but it will be enclosed within what's called, let's say, a title tag. And the title tag says this set of two words, yellow mustard, is the title of the web page. So a tag is a part of the document that describes what that text's purposes on the page. So is that text part of the title? Is that text maybe part of a paragraph? There's something called a paragraph tag. Or is that text maybe part of something that's more behind the scenes, which can happen as well, like an alternative piece of information for somebody who doesn't have a certain browser feature, for example. So the tags describe the purpose of different sections of the document. They describe, in some sense, the functionality of different sections of the document. So the tags lay out the structure of the document, and the text itself is the content that goes within each of those parts of the structure, as defined by the tags. And there's usually going to be two tags. There's an opening tag that says, this is where this element begins, and there's a closing tag that says, this is where this element ends. And I used text as an example a lot, but there are tags for other things too. There's tags for images, there's tags for video, there's tags for links. There's tags for all the different things that you see on a web page. How are the tags strung together or organized? So the tags are actually strung together in what is called a tree. And a tree is a very common data structure or abstract data type in computer science. What we have usually is we have a root document element. And this is something that represents the entire HTML document that's currently being viewed. And then within that, we are going to have two main sections usually, a head section and a body section. The head section has some of the metadata about the page, things like what are some keywords that a search engine might want to have associated with the page? What is the title of the page? What language is the page in? And then the body has most of the actual content of the page. And then that's going to be broken up into further subsections, such as maybe some header tags and some um, headline tags that say this should be large text that describes what's going to come after this. And some P tags, also known as paragraph tags, that describe paragraphs within the documents. And some footer tags that describe this is the end of the document. So what we end up is we end up with tags enclosed within other tags enclosed within other tags. And this all together creates a large tree with a very small top because there's a single root document element and then more and more branches and then quite a few leaves by the time we get to the end. So HTML does content and structure, but what about how a web page looks? HTML doesn't actually define all the details of how a web page looks. It defines the structure and the content, but the style actually comes from a sister language called CSS, which stands for Cascading Style Sheets. CSS works together with HTML to give color, size, position to the HTML elements. 
So CSS tells us about, well, I have a paragraph. What font should that paragraph be? How much space should there be between the various lines of the paragraph? Where on the page should that paragraph be, positionally? How much space should there be between the paragraph and the header that's just above it? It can also define things like borders. It can help you create shapes. It can help you do very sophisticated kinds of layout. So it's really what makes a web page pretty or interesting to look at. Right. You can absolutely define a document with just plain HTML, and it will use what's then called the default style sheet. But if you want to take it to the next level and really make something that looks professional, that looks interesting, that has its own unique twist on it, and isn't just using the most bland look in the world, you have to use some CSS. And the CSS is sometimes a separate document that gets loaded by the HTML file, and sometimes, for convenience, it's actually just embedded right inside the HTML document. But it's actually a different language, just a language that works in concert with HTML. And it's considered good practice to really keep them pretty separated as much as possible, so that the content and the structure can actually be changed independently from the style. So it doesn't become just a spaghetti code combination of the two. So, for example, you'd be able to update the dates on something without having to redefine what a calendar looks like. Exactly. That's a great example. So HTML and CSS work together, but they can also be changed independently of one another, and that'll change how the page looks without you needing to change the other side. Mm -hmm. Has CSS been around as long as HTML? No. CSS was actually added to HTML several years after HTML came out people realized that doing styling within HTML was making quite a mess, having the two combined, and there needed to be a much more sophisticated language for styling and for layout. So just like HTML continues to evolve and have new standards, so does CSS. And to be frank with you, CSS has become a very large, very complicated standard. And so it actually can be quite intimidating for somebody learning web development for the first time just how much there is to CSS. I've been making web pages, I'm 34, since I was 10 years old. And I still have to look everything up, basically, when I use CSS because it's such a large standard and it's constantly evolving so much. And I get frustrated all the time trying to make things look how I want them to, which is why a lot of people who do editing of HTML and CSS actually use a WYSIWYG program like Dreamweaver instead of doing it all by hand. However, web development has really turned more towards people who do it more by hand over time, although templates are also popular. Maybe that's because of the just inherent complexity of it all. Mm -hmm. So if you're learning right now as a web or want to build your own website, HTML and CSS are essential things to learn. Right. They're the bare minimum, but they're not really enough to become a full stack web developer. All they're doing is allowing you to actually create things that other people can read. They're not allowing you to do anything programmatic, not anything with logic. For that, you need an actual programming language. Remember, HTML is a markup language. CSS is a styling language. They don't let you actually do much calculation. Mm -hmm. They don't allow you to actually dynamically create content on the fly. They're for predefined content, content that's static. But if you want content that's actually dynamic, that can actually interact with the user or respond to the user's requests, then you need to use a programming language. And there's two kinds of programming languages for the web. There are client-side languages. Those are languages that operate 
on the user's computer right within their web browser. And then there are also server-side languages. Those are languages that happen somewhere out there on the network on somebody's web server that actually create HTML and sometimes CSS and send it back to the user's web browser to be displayed. Mm -hmm. And they might create that content dynamically. Again, we talked more about this in our previous episode, How Does the Web Work? But we're actually going to do another episode next week on a specific programming language for the web called JavaScript that's the main client-side programming language. So if you really want to become a web developer today, you really need to learn at a minimum HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And that's just if you want to do client-side development. You can also use JavaScript for the server-side, but that's also a bit of a different ballgame. So HTML and CSS are a bare minimum to get started, and you need more to really do anything sophisticated. All right. Thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.